everybody, Evolution Network Podcast is coming your way. This is episode 380. Steve Smee here and Rick. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, good. So, guys, our even episodes, compound episodes. This time we're going to do one on TB500, which is a peptide. And it's a very interesting one. And I think that it's one of the more popular ones, especially for healing. So we're going to kind of get into it. Um, it's a, a synthetic form of thymosin beta-4, and it's specifically designed in our industry, in the fitness industry, to help us with these nagging injuries that we get over time and to help us recover quicker. And as someone who's used it, I can say that it does help with that. So, you know, before we get in too much into it, though, I want to bring in Rick because he's our historian here, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the history behind that TB500. So go ahead, Rick, tell us everybody. So uh, TB500 is the synthetic version of uh, thymosin beta-4, which is a peptide that's naturally produced by your body in the thymus gland in your chest. And thymosins, which are the different um, different peptides and, and different compounds that are, are being secreted by this gland, uh, were discovered as far back as the mid-1960s. Uh, dude named Alan Goldstein from the laboratory of Abraham White at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York. Drop all those names there for you. They uh, basically uh, discovered them. You know, Goldstein uh, created a, a, another compound, thymosin alpha-1, for the purpose of increasing immune cell activity and thymosin beta-4 to promote wound repair. So they're different thymosin peptides that are being secreted by the thymus gland. And uh, use of TB500 or, or the, the thymosin beta-4 has, has dated back as far as 1974. A young girl uh, became the first person to receive injections of thymosin because she was, uh, so she was diagnosed as not having a function in thymus gland. Thymosin... Uh, TB500 has shown to have a lot of the same effects of growth hormone, you know, increased strength, increased uh, endurance, a lot of different things. So this is the reason why it's been, it's been uh, um, researched. And, uh, you know, nowadays, over the last, uh, let's say 10 years, it's made a resurgence back. Now it is a research compound. Now it's being prescribed by some uh, hormone replacement therapy clinics and some of these rejuvenation clinics. And it's uh, quite a almost miraculous little, uh, little hormone that uh, we're going to discuss more in depth. So let's talk a little bit more about TB500, guys. So if you actually do some research on it, you'll see there's not much out there about it. Um, and there's not much usage on it. And one of the reasons for that a lot of guys don't really haven't really heard of it or tried it was that for years, you know, Rick and I have been on the forums for a while, but for years, it was very hard to find a legitimate peptide source. But now, you know, if you've gone, I wish that were, we have at least two, three places that actually do source TB 500 now where you can actually find, you know, legit TB 500. So now we're actually able to use it. And I've used it several times and I can definitely tell the difference between the real TB500 and some diluted crap TB500 that other people have used. So, you know, the way TB500 works, it's, it has the ability to upregulate cell bindings and proteins like actin. 
So the upregulation of the actin allows the TB500 to promote cell migration and proliferation. So this will help you build new blood vessel pathways and also regulate inflammation that has to do with wound healing. So it's a very versatile peptide and it has a low molecular weight and it lends to its mobility, ability to travel long distances through our tissues. So when targeting injured areas, TB500 is going to circulate the body and find those injuries around your body and take corrective action. So you'll notice on this stuff, all kinds of things. Like you'll even notice you're able to be more mobile in, in the gym, more flexible. You'll notice less inflammations in your joints and your tendons. Like people who suffer from tendonitis, they notice a difference in stuff. They also notice maybe, you know, some differences with their hair growth on their head. Some of their gray hairs on their head darkening back. So it has some anti-aging properties too. And then one of my things that I notice on the stuff after using it just a week or two, or even just a couple doses of it, um, you just using two milligrams, four milligrams, six milligrams, 10 milligrams only getting in, into my body over the course of a week, week and a half is the endurance difference. Now, those of you who are just you know, weight trainers, you may not notice that significantly, but if you're like me, you're very active, you do a lot of cardio, a lot of outdoor activities. Um, you know, like, like, like I just took my cat for a walk and I climbed the fucking 40 foot tree with my cat. That's we, we, we do that together. Me and my cat, he's my, he's my buddy, he's my climbing buddy. So you climb a 40 foot tree and you climb back down. That, that's a lot of endurance that you need. So I notice on TV 500, my endurance is a lot better when I'm doing stuff like that. Um, it really turns you into, into quite a, a beast, you know? So if you really know your workouts, your weight train, your power lifter, you really know your workouts to a T, you'll notice, wow, I can, I can nail an extra rep on this stuff. So also, you know, there's been some studies done which say that TB500 also can heal organs like the heart um, and help with ventricular hypertrophy. So, you know, this stuff has other benefits. That probably is why we notice the endurance benefits because anything that's good for your heart and that benefits your heart is going to help you with, with endurance because you know, your heart rate, it's all about your heart rate, guys. You can strap a heart rate monitor to you, get an eye watch or get one of those heart rate straps and strap it to you. And you can start understanding how our heart rate works. Okay. Then study, study your body and see the, it's like a car engine. The car engine spins, the faster it spins, the more that engine burns out. So if you can get your heart health better, then it's going to help you across the board from the gym to cardio, to mountain climbing, to bicycling, anything. So this stuff is, is really cool stuff. And um, I really, really, um, I like it. And, um, you know, so, you know, we're going to kind of get into dosages in a bit. You wanted to add, add something to that, Rick? Yeah, just a, a, just a couple of notes I had here for people to give to everybody. So like you were saying, TB500 is the synthetic version of the peptide hormone thymosin beta-4 which is a natural peptide found in the body that is produced by the thymus gland. This is a gland right, right in your chest. It's almost like between your the upper lungs a little bit. The thymus gland is very active when you're young, but it becomes in more inactive as you get older. 
by the time you hit 40, as much as 80% of the gland may be inactive. The thymus gland produces uh, different thymusins, peptides, hormones that are there to help your body repair. I've said it on the podcast before, all organisms have a built-in expiration clock. This is why the same animal cells that are in a bird, that are in a human, that are in a turtle, look identical under a microscope, but they'll all age at different rates. You know, birds can live a couple years. Humans can live a few decades. The turtles can live a few hundred years. We're all kind of, uh, kind of uh, I don't know if you want to say designed or evolved, but we're all kind of designed or evolved to die off at some point. And it's just part of evolution. You know, organisms need to die off to make room for the newer organisms. And so uh, the thymus gland becoming inactive as you get older is just a natural part of evolution, a natural part of us becoming older and getting older and, and organisms dying off so the new ones can have a chance at, at resources, right? So all, all of your cells in the body uh, have the receptors for uh, the, the thymus and beta-4 peptide. So once a cell is in need of repair and it receives thymus and beta-4 um, compound, or in this case, TB500, it is going to uh, repair itself. You know, the, the genetic code that's inside of the nucleus that uh, express the, the, the repair of the cell will become activated. Now, TB500, we know works just as well as, as thymus and beta-4, but they're not identical. Thymus and beta-4 has a 43 amino acid chain. And then over time, scientists experimented with only, with, you know, slicing, plicing together, maybe 17 and, and 23 of those amino acids, uh, creating only a chain of 40 or, or different, different smaller chains. So if you were to really look at it on, under a microscope, TB500 is not exactly thymus and beta-4. They've got uh, small differences in the, the amounts of amino acid chains, but it still works still works just as good, just uh, as great as thymus and beta-4 does. I guess you could say it's like comparing, saying testosterone that your body makes to maybe something like a dianabol or a mastron or another hormone that will still attach to those receptors and create a signal, but it is not a fully identical hormone. It is just close enough to attach there. So that's an important dis distinction to make as we continue to on the podcast. Uh, thymus and beta-4 is the original natural hormone your thymus gland makes. The TB500 is a synthetic version that it's not twin of it. It's, it's a synthetic variation with a little bit of a, a different uh, amino acid chain uh, sequence than, than the original. All right, guys. So everyone wants to know, how do I use this stuff? So basically when you order it, if you look up some of these sources, I can pull up our source on the forum, for example, one of our source, sources on the forum, they do sell it and they sell it in two milligram vials and they sell it in five milligram vials. So you're gonna get it and you're gonna get it and it's gonna be in a vial and it's gonna be a powder, like a white powdery stuff. You're gonna be like, what the hell is this? It looks like salt. It looks like kind of like salt powder or something. And basically what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to const constitute it I would store the peptides always, all your peptides, even before you constitute it. You should always store them in the refrigerator. That will keep them the maximum shelf life on them. So, but if you end up storing it, you know, at room temperature, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. But 
if you want to extend the life on it, definitely go with the fridge, especially if you're going to store it for, for a few months. And then I say after six months, seven months, even in the fridge, it's going to lose its potency. So you want to make sure you use it within six months or four months. After you constitute it, you're going to use that backwater or sterile water. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you use. As long as it's either backwater or sterile, you, you should be good to go. You're going to mix in that very, very carefully, and you're going to go ahead and inject it. Now, because it's only two milligrams or two or five milligrams per vial, you, you're just going to do the whole amount in one shot. So you don't have to worry about storing it. But hypothetically, let's say you were to get like a few vials of five milligrams and you wanted to just constitute it all at once, you could, and then just store it in the fridge. And then you want to use it as soon as possible. But in this case, you know, for most of you, you're going to, you're going to constitute it, reconstitute it and, and mix it. And then you're going to just inject it anywhere. Um, sub Q anywhere. You don't have to inject it at the, at the injury because it will travel. Like I told you guys, the way it acts in the body, the pathways, it will travel through your body and it will pick out where injuries are to heal those injuries. So really the easiest place to inject it is just pull up your stomach fat and boom, into your stomach fat with a slim pin. Boom, you're good to go. The entire two milligrams or the entire five milligrams. And what you could do, you could run, you know, four to eight or four to 10 milligrams a week of this stuff two or three times, split it up into two or three doses. So if you get two milligrams, for example, I would start out doing three times a week. You do two milligrams on Monday, two milligrams on Wednesday, two milligrams on Friday. Or if you get the five milligrams, do five milligrams on Monday and then five milligrams on Thursday or Friday. So twice a week. So that's how I would dose it. And then over time, you would lessen your dosage. So after like a couple months doing it that way, then you can go ahead and lower the dosage to once a week and then once every two weeks and then once a month and then so on. So you keep lowering the dosage. So if you follow that protocol, you'll notice this stuff is really expensive. Because if you look up the prices, a vial of this stuff is going to run you anywhere from 30 to 60 bucks for a big five milligram. So if you're doing it twice a week, five milligrams, it's costing you 60 bucks per vial. That's 120 bucks a week that you're spending on this stuff. So yes, it will get expensive. Um, but you know what? You've got to run this stuff at a strong dose to, to be effective. And you can maybe do it once a week if you do five milligrams and then just split your dose. So you would do, you know, two and a half milligrams on Monday, two and a half milligrams. You do, do it that, that way. And that would cut the price of what you're spending on it in half. So that, that could work too. But if you really, really, really want to heal your injuries, you're sick of these injuries, you've spent thousands of dollars going to doctors, you don't want to use all these prescription drugs they give you, you don't want to spend money. I mean, if you go to physical therapy, they charge 90 bucks an hour. I mean, it's it's absurd. If you get an MRI done, they, they, they cost you thousands of dollars. So if you really, really want to heal these injuries, guys, it's going to cost you some money. You want to put aside, you know, a few hundred bucks here. Um, and it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you some, some, some cash, but this stuff does work good. Now, in addition to that, the protocol that I recommend, not just with T, not just using TB 500, you've got to also add in BPC 157 and BPC 157 is another peptide. It's a healing peptide. And it's also, you know, quite pricey as well. And with the BPC is you want to inject that BPC into the injury. 
So you want to say that your elbow hurts, for example, or your knee hurts or something, you've got to inject it as close to that injury as possible with the BPC. So the TB500, anywhere in your body, but the BPC, you want to really inject it. So my recommendation is stacking the BPC with it. And we'll, we'll get into BPC maybe in another podcast. So maybe the next podcast we do a compound episode, we'll talk about BPC, but that is really what I recommend um, to heal injuries. And of course you want to run your N2 joint RX. It's a supplement that contains different supplements as well. Um, Ricky can kind of get into that. And then the last advice is you really have to ease off on whatever has caused these injuries. Because if you spend all this money on these peptides and then you keep hammering away at what made this injury happen in the first place, guess what? You're just, it's just going to come back. It's going to become a chronic injury. So you really have to ease up on whatever you're doing to cause these injuries. Very, very important that you take some rest and let the body repair. If you had done that correctly in the first place, you wouldn't have got gotten to the point where you start getting these chronic nagging injuries. Yeah. Very important. What Steve just mentioned, you have to take, if you're having, if you're trying to repair muscle injury, uh, you have to have proper proteins, essential amino acids in your system, in your diet. If you're repairing bone, um, tendons, ligaments, joints, skin, you have to have the proper nutrition, the proper building blocks for those things. This is the reason he mentioned into joint RX. Into joint RX has vitamins, minerals to cover any deficiencies, and also has the building blocks that your body uses to actually build some of these white tissues, bone, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, all these things. You need the building blocks for them. At their best, steroids or, or these peptides like TB500. They will go to the cell. They will tell the cell to repair, to, to become, to get stronger in the case of steroids. But they're just there to send the signal to the nucleus of the cell for gene expression. They're not there to build the cell up. You know, testosterone, when it hits your muscle cell, it doesn't become part of the cell now and make it stronger that way. No, it just gets there signals for the nucleus of the cell to express the genes to build that muscle up thicker. Same thing with, with uh, thymosin beta-4. It gets to the cell and it just signals, knocks on the door, sends a signal straight to the nucleus. The nucleus expresses the genes that are going to repair the cell. But you still need the amino acids, the, the minerals. You still need all of those things floating in your system in order for your cells to actually repair. So yeah, taking into joint RX along with your TB500 is going to make sure that you have the substrate there. You have the building blocks there flowing through your system as the TB500 is making your cells repair. You know, it's giving it, your cells a signal to repair. You want to make sure the building blocks are there. So that's, that's very important. Um, and just a little word on dosing. I did a little bit of research on uh, some of the dosing protocols people are using. And it seems that if you use a little too much TB500, more than, than you need, your results just aren't as good as if you use the, the smaller, the medium si amounts. It won't hurt you, meaning you could use quite a bit of TB500 and you won't get into the realm of, of being in danger uh, from cancer or other or other problems the way you, you know, you, you test have shown with certain SARMs and certain other compounds. But 
taking too much, then it seems as though your body won't respond to it as well and you won't get a full healing effect. So don't you don't need to do too much with it. And even if you did, you're not going to get into uh, cancer danger zones or anything like that. At least uh, the studies and the literature that is out there about it now uh, seem to point in that direction. What do you think, Steve? From what I've read about TB500, they did think that it may have contributed to cancer. But the reason for that, if you actually look into those studies, is not because what you think. It's actually because um, what ends up happening was the main action of the TB500 was to produce new white blood cells. So what they notice is its presence in the, in the affected areas that were, that had cancer in the people's bodies. It was not the TB500 causing that cancer, but it was just that the TB500 caused those white blood cells to show up in the body where the cancer lived. And that's because it was helping the body mount an immune system response. So when they started looking more into it, they actually concluded that TB500 actually helps with cancer. It doesn't contribute to cancer. So that's, that's good news. Another thing too is like, you know, like I said at the beginning, a lot of people have not used TB500. So when you see that, you know, these gurus um, that, you know, you see on forums or they write these articles and they won't tell you this. They won't say, yeah, I've never used it. I mean, I've used it myself three, four times. And like, I'm probably one of the more experienced people to have used it. And I've only used it three, four times. So a lot of these people, they'll, they'll use it and it's really something else. And we see that a lot. So they'll say things like, oh, it gave me a head rush or, or oh, it, it, it gave me lethargy or something like that. Or it boosted my hunger or, you know, any of this stuff. And it's like, dude, like if you had experience using peptides, and you had experience using a lot of these compounds, you would know that if you take something like if you inject a peptide and you get hunger, you didn't inject TB500. You were injecting uh, some type of GHRP or a GHRH. That, you know what I'm saying? So that's just a lack of experience by these guys. And it's just so funny, like reading when I see people like we had a guy on the forum say, oh, I took SR9009 and I couldn't sleep all night. I'm like, dude, you didn't take SR9009. You were taking something else, probably clenbuterol or T3. And that was affecting your sleep. It had nothing to do with each other. So this is why you get these weird comments like on forums or on articles and stuff from guys. They just don't have the experience with enough compounds to really understand what they're taking. They don't know their bodies well enough. So we're doing this podcast, Rick and I to help educate you on these compounds and to lead you in the right direction. So you don't end up buying fake peptides and you don't end up like these guys who take these peptides and get these weird side effects because they weren't even using what they thought they were using. So yeah, that's why we're doing these podcasts guys to help educate you. And we're giving you the facts based on experience, not just based on what we read on some, some forum somewhere. So yeah, guys, definitely, you know, um, if you have any questions about this stuff, definitely hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. But yeah, this stuff at the end of the day, guys, um, I can tell you with me stacking it with BP, when I ran it by itself, I know I definitely noticed 
and a defense with endurance. My endurance was better. My recovery was better. Um, and then when I would stack it with BP set, BPC, I would definitely notice a healing of injuries. Um, it really, really made a difference with me. So if you want to spend that kind of money, you know, on healing these injuries versus I can, you know, versus going to a massage therapist or physical therapist or getting a bunch of, you know, uh, things done from a doctor, an MRI and all this stuff that they want you to do where you're spending tens of thousands of dollars. It makes more sense just to spend a few hundred and, and see, you know, how these peptides can work with you. And that would, that would be a uh, thing for you to do. So, you know, this is a, this is a way guys, this is a different way to, everyone wants to know what they can take, Rick. Everyone wants to know what can I take to do this? What can I take to do that? But TB 500 could be something for you to take that can help you with endurance, with uh, your energy levels, with injuries, with joints, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. It's definitely worth a shot. I tried it. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, the money, the money issue for me, I would love to use this stuff more, but it's an economic thing. The stuff is very expensive. So Rick, I'll, I'll let you and one word on injury, one word on injuries. I've said it before. It's just a good time to repeat it. Uh, if you got something that needs to be set back into place, if you have, uh, something that needs a physical doctor specialist to come in there and readjust things there, there are different parts of your body from your feet to your hands to your neck that sometimes you just need adjust to be adjusted properly uh, uh then after everything is in its place once all the tendons are running down the right lanes once the bones and everything is set properly then something like tb500 will help to really heal all those tissues around it and, and make it, you know, make it tight. But, you know, if you have something that needs specialist care to be set back into place, to be cut open, you know, restitched and, oh man, I seen that video of that guy with pec tear. You get a, a muscle tear and things need to be attached back to the bone and, and things like that, then it, it won't do anything to repair that. You've got to go under the knife You've got to have stuff sewn back together. And once everything is in the right place where it needs to be, then the TB500, Osterin, all of these other uh, healing compounds will help that injury and everything there heal properly. But if you need something reset back into place, if you need uh, something stitched back into place, you got to go to have a human physically do that first before you stack these compounds on there. And that's, that's something really, really important to, to note. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that pretty much sums it up. So Rick, tell us a little bit about stacking TB 500 BPC and what else you would stack with it. Give us an example of you because you've been going through an engine overuse injury. You're looking at um, all that. Um, what's it called? The only porn website. What's it called? Only Twitter, whatever. <laughs> You have an um, overuse injury to your elbow. Uh, TB500, BPC, Osterin, and N2 Joint RX. So N2 Joint RX, my product from my website, you go to N, the number two, joint, J-O-I-N-T, R-X.com. It'll shoot you right to a place where you can buy it. 
uh, nice big heavy bottle. You get five big tablets per day in the product. And it has really uh, the really the substrate. It has the building blocks that you need for all of that connective tissue. It's even got coral calcium, glucosamine, chondroitin. I mean, it's got what you need. And then you use obviously the, the peptides and the SARM, the, the ostrin, to just help your cells all over your body get, get that right signal to actually begin repairs. And then the N2 Joint RX provides the building blocks to repair with. What you're really kind of doing, really, if you if you think about it honestly, you're basically you're basically fighting age in a way because you're 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 putting into your body uh, hormones and compounds that are no longer there in high concentrations because you're getting older to actually tell your cells to to heal injuries at a rate that maybe you would have as a really really young man you'd have healed this, these injuries at that rate. But since you're getting older and we're all, we all have a built-in timer for when things start to go bad, then you are actually that thymus gland that's no longer producing high amounts of thymusin of peptides. You're just adding the thymusin peptides. Fuck the gland, right? And that's basically what we're, what we're doing with some of these peptides and SOMs really is adding in adding in way more, even more than your body could make when you were a young man, really healthy, of these compounds that are signaling the cells to repair well beyond the years that evolution or our maker, whatever you believe in out there, uh, destined for us to actually, to, 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 for the cells to repair. So um, it's, it's, a great, it's a great compound. As far as me, I was going to use it, I might still, but I found I had this tennis elbow situation lasted about five months. I consulted a lot of smart people on what to do. And uh, I finally, finally figured it out. It was a, a tendonitis, a tendon that was, that runs all the way from the back of your shoulder down to through your tricep. That tendon got really tight, got really uh, uh, bothered there. And once that tendon started to get tighter and tighter and I, I didn't take care of it, I didn't get it massaged. I couldn't even tell it was doing anything. Then it, it manifested as pain right at the elbow, all the way down to my wrist. I mean, I couldn't even hold a, a big mug of water in my hand uh, about three months ago. And it really wasn't a, an overuse injury in my case. I, I changed after so many years after you know, I've been lifting weights since I was 13, um, now 40 I don't, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, I decided to change the way that I hold the bar when I bench press. I always benched with my elbows tucked in the way uh, somebody going to a benching competition would because that's the guy who taught me how to bench competed in, in powerlifting and benching competitions. So he just taught me from the very start to tuck my elbows in. And while that gives me a nice, strong bench, it doesn't really build up the, the chest the way you want it for bodybuilding. So I, I don't know, after about a year and change ago, I started flaring my elbows out like a bodybuilder. And I think that's what started doing it. That's what started the injury. Because I do remember a couple of times after getting off the bench, feeling my upper back a little bit tight. And I did some, some stretching, obviously. I started stretching and thought that was the issue. But I think, I think that's what started setting off the problem. And then 
it just became just full-blown tendonitis, tennis elbow. And the way it kind of finally got got fixed is um, I finally hit upon an old, old man. He's like in his 70s, really knows his shit. And he, you know, he touched around and he said, your problem is right here at the, at the tricep. And he massaged the tricep, applied hot, hot cream on it, went through about four different sessions with him. And my arm started to feel better. And then my gym put the heavy bag back out and I started hitting the heavy bag again and just the stretching motion from throwing my, my right hand, which is where the injury was throwing my right hand out there. It, it started to loosen up all those tendons, loosen up everything back there. And I, I'd say I'm, I'm about, I'm about 95% recovered now from my tennis elbow injury. And, uh, and I am going to obviously use a TB 500, here in the near future just to just to really kind of shore things up uh, um, and to make sure that now that I'm healed from this injury that it'll continue to stay well but I know just I got to go back to my elbows tucked in uh, benching technique and really uh, never stop hitting the heavy bag you know that that used to be my warm-ups hitting the heavy bag and my gym uh, changed things around because of of covid they they shut the showers down shut off the area where you can go hit the bag and um and just not stretching my arms out violently <laughs> the way you do when you're sitting there hitting the bag really contributed to the arm getting tighter and tighter over time and more atrophied, more, uh, more tendonitis. It, it was just, it's just not, it contributed to a, to a problem is cascading effect. So I'm, I'm feeling much, much better now though. Thank God. Um, and all it took was just figuring out the problems that the elbow, cause I had, man, I had, I had put CVD cream on my elbow, tried Deca run, uh, you know, did some exercises that, uh, physical therapist suggested with a hard rubber ball right on the area on the elbow that hurts and stretching the wrist and um, also went to a kinesiologist tugged on my arm pretty hard and just tried a bunch of different things and I was just concentrating on the elbow the problem was was way further up the lines of the tricep the whole time and I didn't feel anything wrong with the tricep and you know it wasn't until I started addressing the tricep massaging the tricep applying cream to the tricep putting a um a massage gun on the tricep that things loosened up and everything felt way better. And, uh, that was just, uh, that's just something I went through. So, um, uh, hopefully can help anybody out there because tennis elbow it's, it, it can become like very like chronic where you just keep, keep having problems with it. Buddy of mine's told me he had, uh, he had uh, this chronic tennis elbow situation for almost 10 years, 10 fucking years. He, he lived with, with just a constant, uh, pain in his arm just something hopefully will help guys out there all right guys so hope you guys learn a lot from this podcast for steve smee and the rickster we'll talk to you guys next one have a good one have a good one steve have a good one guys legal disclaimer we are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use we are not doctors and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program